You want keys? We have keys. These are the keys why Ole Miss will defeat the Auburn Tigers and not fall into that trap at Jordan-Hare. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Also, want to let you know that the Rebels play the Auburn Tigers Saturday at 6 o'clock Central Time. It's broadcasted on ESPN. But if you want to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew, you can listen to um, Sirius Channel 191 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. And I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for the first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Lots of stuff going on over in Auburn right now. It's a discombobulated mess. Honestly, it's reminiscent of what Ole Miss went through in 2012. We all know what that was. This is just all part of the Hugh Freeze experiment. They have to get out of the wilderness, as everybody remembers. But that first year, Ole Miss won seven games. The second year, they won eight games. The third year, they were in an access bowl. Auburn's going to be fine. But right now, as the team is situated at this moment, Auburn has an inferior team to the Ole Miss Rebels. Now, they do have some intangibles in their favor. Um, Playing in Jordan-Hare Stadium is a big advantage, historically, for the Auburn Tigers. Ole Miss is going to have to handle that. Ole Miss needs to start quickly so that crowd can't get a chance to get going because if it does, it can affect things. That is going to affect the confidence of the team, as we spoke about yesterday. Um, But those situations are basically other than on the football field, ways that the Auburn Tigers could turn this into a little bit of a dogfight. But if you look at Ole Miss's keys to victory in the game, one thing that is going to be necessary is Jackson Dart and Dayton Wade and Trey Harris and Zachary Franklin and Caden Priestcorn, and that group needs to play pretty well. Now, if you look at that, our keys to victory is just that, the Jackson Dart statement. And then Ole Miss needs to make possessions count because I do expect Robbie Ashford to start this game and for Auburn to play at a very slow tempo. It's going to be the Arkansas game on steroids. You're going to need to spy Robbie Ashford. You need to have that contingency in place because I think Robbie is probably going to end up starting this game. And third of all, the front seven must play like they did versus Arkansas where they held Arkansas to 36 yards rushing. Auburn is going to try and run the football They're going to try to move the sticks. They're going to try and play slow. Picture that first drive that Arkansas did against Ole Miss, and you will see what the game plan is probably likely going to be for the Auburn Tigers. But we're going to start off with the Jackson Dart and the wide receivers kind of need to make a statement. And this unit right now is number two in the SEC in offensive efficiency. It's even crazy. They're number four right now in defensive scoring efficiency. And those two categories tell you exactly why they're five and one at the moment. They're a good football team. They're pretty much the number three football team 
in the Southeastern Conference right now, you can't put them above Alabama because Alabama beat them. But if Ole Miss beats Georgia, which it looks like right now Brock Bowers is going to have to have surgery um, for tightrope that's going to put him out four to six weeks. And if you look at the schedule, that puts him at the very earliest coming back, I think, for the Ole Miss game. And I don't know if you would risk Brock Bowers in that with Tennessee coming up the next week. I think I, I think Ole Miss is going to miss Brock Bowers is, is what I'm saying. But there's a tough three-game stretch for the Georgia Bulldogs where they play the Missouri Tigers, the Ole Miss Rebels, and the Tennessee Volunteers. That's that's kind of where the rubber meets the road, honestly, for the SEC this year because the SEC we've been talking about is not what it normally is at the moment. Their big hope is the fact that Georgia is seemingly winning every game, but they're not starting particularly well most of the time, and now they're going to have to do it without their generational player. Carson Beck's really going to have to show out moving forward. I don't know how I got off on that. Anyway, let's move on. Jackson Dart and the Ole Miss receivers need to play very well. If you look at, like, Trey Harris, he's only at 17 catches, 367 yards, and six touchdowns. And he was injured in the fourth quarter of the Arkansas game. A lot of people said, that it looked like he would be back for the Auburn game. With this staff and injuries, just the same way with Jordan Watkins, you're not going to find out any information. You're not. So we can assume that Trey Harris is going to be back because Lane Kiffin said after the Arkansas game that he assumed that Trey Harris was going to be back. That is where our optimism comes from Trey Harris. Period. You look at quarterback right now, Jackson Dart, 107, 167 yards, 1,638 yards, 12 touchdowns, and two interceptions. The key number for Ole Miss, and we talked about this yesterday, is that Ole Miss football is desperately going to need to avoid sudden change situations with this crowd. If you are a fan of Lane Kiffin going for it, he should not go for a single fourth down in the Auburn Tigers football game. Pump the football, make them go 95 yards. Do not give that place a sudden change where they can get juiced up. Nothing affects momentum more than a stop on fourth down sudden change. If you want a dogfight, get stopped on fourth down. And Lane Kiffin against Arkansas actually did a very good job of coaching a defensive game until that fourth down, that infamous fourth down, where he just randomly tried to go for it. I know the analytics might say that, the analytics. The analytics can say whatever you want to say. It's it's essentially a gut feel thing. But with Lane Kiffin coaching, essentially, with a defense that's pretty good, I think you need to force teams to drive the ball because teams right now are not showing other than LSU that they can. And even LSU struggled in the fourth quarter. I think Lane Kiffin learned a little bit in that Arkansas game. And every time I say this, it comes back to bite me. I, I get that. But I do think that Ole Miss's defense is going to be a stalwart for this football game. Ole Miss's front seven is actually pretty good. And their secondary is getting better and better and better. They're starting to turn over the other team. And if Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne 
or the third string quarterback, who are, you know, I think Holton Grenier or whatever his name is, turns the ball over, this is over. It's it, it's a boat race. But the first step is always going to be this front seven, and somebody like JJ Pegues and and that stepping up. But yeah, I'm kind of all over the place today, so just bear with me. But the key for Ole Miss getting off to a good start, it needs to be offensively easy for Ole Miss. Auburn has a decent defense. They're good at turning over the football. First and second down needs to be won fairly consistently by Ole Miss football. It's not necessarily a third down conversion type situation. Third down, just don't turn the football over and don't be afraid to punt the football. If you do that, you will probably be all right because this is what you're going to see this year against Auburn. You're going to see a lot of passes that are schemed up. Hughes pretty good at that. We all remember what that was. Picture what Barry Brunetti did at quarterback at Ole Miss, throwing the football. You're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see him run some zone read type stuff. You're going to see Jarquez Hunter playing really, really well because he's playing against the home state team. And you're going to see them try to scheme the ball and stay ahead of the chains and slowly, methodically work the football down the field. So if you know that's happening, and we're going to talk in the next um, segment about how possessions are at a premium in this football game because I know how Auburn is going to do. and I've got an idea of what they're going to do offensively. That the offense needs to work at peak efficiency going down the field. They need to win first and second down. You need to avoid second and 10. You need to avoid third and 10. You need to treat this game similarly to what you treat at the LSU game early in the year. You need to get the ball out of your hands. You need to be get your playmakers in space the ball earlier and give them a chance to make a play. Because Auburn's um, Auburn's going to need and try to make plays on the defensive side of the ball because their offense needs all the help they can get. So the flip side of that is if you can stay ahead of the chains with possessions being at a premium and you can score the ball fairly consistently, you're looking at probably a 31 to 13 type football game. Here's the problem, okay? If offensively, Jackson Dart and Trey Harris and all those guys have a below-average game, remember what the Arkansas game looked like. And and Rob Roberts is going to do a lot of the same stuff that Arkansas did. He's going to try to do the same thing. If Ole Miss does that and it's a dogfight, you're looking at like a 20-17 to game and it could go either direction. Remember, Hugh Freeze is going to be able to scheme plays up. He's a really good football coach. He just is. He knows how defenses work. So it's going to be on the offense to function at an efficient level. This is a very, very, very low-confidence Auburn team that Ole Miss is playing this weekend. You can't let them start to feel good um, at all. So today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right team, right people for your team faster and for free. You know, 
it is so easy to create a social media profile. We're 20 years in at this moment. I mean, everybody knows how to do that. So go to LinkedIn, create your profile just like you would anywhere else. And then this is the kicker, right? Add a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. And you can spread the word that your company is in fact hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. You know, when you hire the right team member, it can have a positive, positive and measurable impact on your business. For instance, if you hire the right football coach, C. Lane Kiffin, your team could be in a very dominant position compared to where they were. They're winning 75% of their games right now. We're talking about can Ole Miss make it to Atlanta? They're 5-1 and one at the turn. That's what making the right hire can do for your business. Now, make the wrong hire. In three years, you're going to be hiring a football coach again. And in business, you might be hiring a new team member, member in three weeks again. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Live each Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You will not want to miss it. All right. In the first segment, we talked about Jackson Dart and the Ole Miss wide receivers and the need for Ole Miss to be pretty efficient offensively because what is coming. And what is coming is what we're going to talk about this section. I think Auburn is going to play increasingly slow. I'm expecting Robbie Ashford to be the quarterback and Auburn is going to use their legs pretty extensively in this game. They're going to try and play slow. They're going to try and stay ahead of the change, and they're going to try and move them and take time off the clock and limit the possessions that Ole Miss has offensively. After Auburn played LSU, and LSU treated the Auburn defense the way they did, and the offense struggled as much as they did against that LSU defense, which honest, honestly, I, can't, I, don't, I don't understand that, um, what happened. But Auburn got less than 300 yards against a defense that Ole Miss put over over 700. And it, it's it's freaky. It, it, just, it just really is. Now, I hope LSU gets their act together and just goes through and wins the rest of their games. And I hope Ole Miss wins the rest of their games. Because if that happens, Ole Miss is going to Atlanta. But as it sits now, Ole Miss is facing a weird game at Auburn. And I, I don't want to necessarily call it a trap game because Vanderbilt's sitting on the other side. So it's not necessarily a trap. But Auburn is a trap, and this isn't a trap game, but that the, this situation is a trap, and that is because of all the external things that could pop up outside of the lines that could affect Ole Miss football. I think Lane Kiffin wants this job. There's rumors floating around that Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Freeze was the 
camp that leaked the information to John Sokoloff and all that. Everybody's heard those rumors and all that. And I don't know if they're true or not, but they're out there. So you have to think Lane, if he believes that at all, wants this game a lot. And everything that went on with Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin and Auburn and all of this extra stuff, this is outside the football field purview. And Auburn, honestly, Ole Miss has gotten lucky in this case. They haven't been good enough to where that's become a real story. Auburn will be better. I, I, I genuinely think that Auburn will be better. But they're not particularly good this year. And I'm not saying they can't win the game because they can win the game. If, if Ole Miss plays poorly, Auburn can jump up and get them. They they lost to Georgia 27-20. Georgia didn't play particularly well. Auburn played over their heads. There you go. But Auburn didn't win that game. And once Georgia got control, they got control. But I do think tactically that Auburn is going to change this week. Now, I do not think the third stringer is going to be put in at quarterback. I do not think Peyton Thorne is going to be the primary quarterback. If you look at Auburn's quarterback situation and the rotations that they handled it this year, it's, it's been pretty off. Not since like um, like Doug Johnson and Jesse Palmer, I think those were the two quarterbacks at Florida, have I seen much a much more random quarterback changing situation. It doesn't make sense. Now, neither one of them throws, throws the ball particularly well. Both of them are decent, decent to good runners because Robbie Ashford's a good runner. And Peyton Thorne, you expected him to be a good thrower of the quarterback, but Auburn's receivers hasn't been particularly good. So whenever you try to run a normal offense, Auburn has struggled this year. They just have. It, it happens. It's year one of a new football coach. System changes affect things. It just does. And I think Auburn is going to throw, put Robbie Ashford in the quarterback. And I've heard rumors in the offseason about that situation. Um, not anything substantial um, that anybody needs to worry about. But Robbie Ashford playing quarterback, I expect him to run. I, I expect Jarquez Hunter. I expect Brian Batty. I expect all of those guys to run the ball in the backfield. And Ole Miss needs to be ready for it. This is going to be a game that J.J. Pegues becomes kind of the dude. Now, if you look at this quote right here, Hugh Freeze says, I don't know that we're built to be in a scoring match with LSU or Ole Miss next week, who are both extremely talented and good offensively, Freeze said after the loss to LSU. Tempo is something that we are debating. Do we say we're going to be a tempo offense and, you know, that will cost us more plays on defense, which is really very thin and doesn't have much depth? That's a tough decision. And it, it's, it's really interesting. What Auburn is going through right now, okay, is what Ole Miss would have went through if they had not had Bo Wallace in 2012. And when they made their Birmingham bowl run, I think Auburn is still going to go to a bowl game, I, whether it's Birmingham or the Liberty Bowl. I do think Auburn is a six and six football team. Um, I think they're going to have a good chance to beat Mississippi State. I think they're going to have a good chance to beat Arkansas. And I think they play like New Mexico State, who's 
decent, but they shouldn't beat an SEC team. No matter how good or bad that SEC team is, New Mexico State should not come in and win that game. I think that's who they play. The non-conference team, I may be a little bit off on, so I apologize for that. But what you're going to see is Auburn tactically making a change this week of how they play offense and how Hugh Freeze is coaches offense and how Hugh Freeze is trying to make the defense pay because he's trying to protect those guys because the first 11 on Auburn's defense is pretty good. The problem is the second 11, there's a severe drop-off, and the third 11 is kind of abysmal. But the first 11 is pretty good. So you want to protect those to where the other team is off the field as much as possible so that defense has a low play play count so you can keep that first 11 on the field as much as you can. But if you can get into the depth of Auburn, if you can avoid the confidence coming into Auburn offensively, if all of that happens, Ole Miss is going to win this game probably fairly similar to what LSU did last week. If you let Auburn get confidence, you let that crowd get juiced, and if you let all of that stuff happen, you are going to be in a dogfight worse than you were against Arkansas. Those are kind of the two possibilities this week, and it all is going to come out to how Ole Miss starts and how efficiently they play offensively. You need to respect possessions. Do not sudden change. Give the ball over like you did against Arkansas on fourth down. Do not turn the ball over. It doesn't matter if you go three and out. Now, I would recommend that you not do it over and over again. But a punt is the best of those three scenarios. Because the one thing that can hurt you this time is to give Auburn hope in the second half. If Auburn has hope to where they're really coming in the second half, that could that could become a weird game. And Auburn can do it. They can. We're not talking about Vandy here. They can. And that place is a weird place to play whenever it's rocking. And it's a night game in Jordan-Hare. It's going to be a cauldron, all of that. Ole Miss needs to come out and get off to a quick start. If Ole Miss can do that, I'm not saying Auburn's going to lay down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the belief is going to lead them because they don't, right now, they don't think they can win this game. Much like all of the Auburn fans at the moment. It just just is. It's what college football is in 2023, honestly. So, anyway, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. You know, Prize Picks is really simple to play. I can make all of my picks that I'm interested in daily fantasy sports in less than 60 seconds. And with prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchup, if you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance. And that's that's a pretty big deal when dealing with football specifically. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit matchup to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for a first deposit matchup to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. It's prize picks. Also, 
The Rebels play the Auburn Tigers Saturday at 6 o'clock Central Time. It's a chance to listen to David Kellum and the Rebels' hometown crew as the Ole Miss Rebels look to continue their run. Catch every play of the Rebels' home team broadcast with SiriusXM on Channel 191 or on the SXM app searching Ole Miss Rebels. Really good stuff indeed. All right, so the last thing that we want to talk about today, and it's pretty interesting, and it's, well, not necessarily interesting, but it needs to be talked about. You look at the front seven must play like they did against Arkansas. And I'm not talking about the statistics. I'm talking about just the way they played. This was a team against Arkansas that was completely ready for the physicality of the football game. Completely ready to go in there and just completely mix it up and get after the quarterback. That same mindset for the front seven is an absolute key to the football game against Auburn. The front seven, Santarian Perkins, Kari Coleman, those linebackers better be ready to cook. Ashanti Sistrunk, J.J. Pegues, you know, whenever you look at him, J.J. Pegues' number, he's got 19 tackles, three and a half TFLs, and two sacks. Now, we're two coaches past the coach that was there when J.J. Pegues was there. So I don't know if how much of a motivating factor playing Auburn will be. But J.J. Pegues has a chance against the Auburn offensive line to make a little bit of noise. And another thing before I get out of here I want to talk about, this is from SEC Mike, Michael Bratton on Twitter. The SEC's scoring efficiency entering week eight, Ole Miss ranked fourth in the conference in defensive scoring efficiency behind Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. If you want to know why Ole Miss is 5-1 and one right now, it's because they are number two right now in offensive scoring efficiency, and they're number four right now in defensive scoring efficiency. That is why Ole Miss is where they are. And also, congratulations to LSU for making it out of the bottom. They, it sucks for Vanderbilt, but congratulations to LSU indeed. But this is a game with that front seven and the physicality. I expect Ole Miss to do some work. This could be a good day for Stephon Wynn. This could be a good day for Jared Ivey. Cedric Johnson could show up. If it is Robbie Ashford, like I think it will be, I think Suntarian Perkins is going to get some work in. Um, Jarquez Hunter runs really hard. He just really does. He runs so hard. So Ole Miss is going to have to be ready to tackle him, almost similarly to the way they tackled K.J. Jefferson um, in the Arkansas game. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Ole Miss handles what is cooking for them offensively because I do think tactically Auburn is going to be forced to change this week because the offense is just kind of hanging out their defense. You almost – this is going to sound really silly, okay? So I understand that. But Auburn has gotten to the point where they're under the Auburn, the Iowa model of football. The offense needs to take care of the football. They need to not put the defense in harm's way, and they need to be okay with punting the football. And hopefully there's going to be a game or two that you win 17 to 13. But Auburn's offense is not good. The wide receiver position is not as good as it could be. Peyton Thorne has not lived up to what he needed to be. And also, Ole Miss signing Spencer Sanders and giving him the NIL deal to keep him out of Auburn. How big of a personnel move is that looking right now? Because this Hugh Freeze offense could look completely different with a competent quarterback. It just could. 
But right now they look completely discombobulated, completely no confidence. They're, they're in here we go again mode. So if you jump on them, that'll happen. So just be prepared for what's going on there. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And thank you for making me and this show the Ole Miss morning show. We we enjoy that part. Should be a lot of fun. Um, to all the Auburn fans that are watching, hey, thank you for stopping by. Feel free to participate in the comments. Anyway, we will see you tomorrow. Hotty toddy.